Welcome to the Tech for Tech Tech Talk. This is episode three, How Lockdown Has Changed Us. This is a live show. We are streaming live on the TFT Facebook group and page, YouTube, and now Twitch. And you will also be able to listen to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify with other platforms coming in the near future. I'm your host, Phil Griffiths. Today, I have three co-hosts. First of all, we have Jennifer Griffiths, who is the owner of Tech for Tech. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are y'all? I'm doing absolutely perfect, thank you. Uh, secondly, all the way from Ireland, we have Cormac O'Donoghue, who is known to locals as the Chicken Whisperer, and he is from Crosshaven Computers. How are you doing, Cormac? Oh, I'm good in the Crosshaven hood. It's all good down here. Bill, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Well, that's good. Um, good weather down there, or over there, should I say? Actually, believe it or not, we had a... Uh... It didn't rain today, which is kind of first in Ireland. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a good. It was raining here today because I walked through it for about half an hour. It wasn't nice. Um, right. And also today we've got a newcomer on the show. His name is Ben Ashcroft from Bugs and Bytes Computing in Lincoln. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm very well, thanks, Bill. Right. If anyone has problems listening to us today, it's because we've got an, um, someone from America, we've got someone from Ireland, we've got someone from Scotland, and obviously I'm English. Uh, all we need now is a Welshman to make a really good joke. Um, <laughs> but if you struggle um, understanding, hopefully um, YouTube and Facebook will put some subtitles up for you. Right. Let's start off with news and advice and tips and so forth. So let's start off with Cormac today. Have you got any news, tips, or advice, Cormac? Yeah, uh, I tell you what. Now you know, you know at this stage, lads and lassies, that I, uh, I love my uh, Facebook advertising. I do, uh, and uh, we got into uh, we got into selling a refurbished laptops there. We talk about there that and a change of business, but uh, I do all videos mostly. But I was, uh, this is not the greatest tip in the world, but it's only a little tip. Um, I was looking at one of my friends' feeds on, on, on Facebook, and uh, you actually commented on my picture today, Phil. They, I noticed while I was scrolling down her feed, she would have taken a picture of something, but she, you could see it there in 3D, you know, so it stood out. It stood out, and I was like, I looked, and it was just a picture, and I got onto her, and she didn't know how she'd done it, but I was like, wow, there's... It just, there's something about the way it stands out and it came, as it went down your feed, you went, whoa. So I was over, I was having a business meeting on the beach today, actually. And um, I said to my friend, take a picture of, we're eating sushi. And I put up a 3D and it does stand out. But the reason I'm telling you this is that I've now just tested putting up a picture of one of the laptops we're selling. And the reason being is that if you, I do all paid advertising and stuff, you're going to, you know, throw that out to uh, to advertising people. And actually, as you go down on the feed, it will actually come out. It will be- make people notice. It's only a little thing. And how you do it is you don't actually take the picture in 3D. There's a setting in when you're posting your picture. There's a setting in Facebook. You just scroll down and says, put it up or render it in 3D. Now, it's only a little thing. But if it's going to help you stand out in, in, in your advertising, go for it. You know, it's... Um, yeah. Definitely, you'll notice it on the phone when you're scrolling down. You will notice it stand out. Yeah, stuff like that does stand out. And it's uh, it's always the uh, thing of what can make it next, obviously. 
it used to be in the days it used to be text and then obviously pictures started standing out and video now it's 3d objects and stuff like that and things what to do stand out and we're going to actually have a show in a month or so's time actually i've already been speaking to someone about doing it um regarding marketing digital marketing and stuff like that so it'd be a good thing to go more in depth with so but i must admit those 3d images do stand out like you say cormac Right, on to Ben next. Has anything interesting happened to you this week or have you got any news or advice? Um, I think the, one of the things I've noticed this week, I, I usually sort of tend to refurbish sort of fifth, maybe sixth generation laptops. Uh, started getting a sort of income of sort of ninth, tenth gen machines coming through now. Um, very few and far between, but I've had a couple of screen changes to do on those this week. Biggest thing I'm noting, uh, the old screens with the brackets on the top and bottom have totally changed now and they're all held in place with the, the double-sided tape now. It makes them a lot more awkward to change and so sort of increased my labour rate on the changing of those screens. Um, just a lot more awkward. It's the whole right to repair thing. Yeah, it does make it a bit more difficult. I think it's one of those things they're trying to make things thinner and lighter so they're trying to uh, remove bits which used to be uh, standard and in some uh, um, situations I'm finding it's making the devices weaker because there's not as much holding it in if you know what I mean when I say double-sided sticky tape's not really the uh, best thing in the world in all honesty so uh, but yeah I can agree with that one um, some of the new um, devices and as you say like the screens and stuff can be a real pain in the backside to actually get sorted mm. right over to you jennifer do you have any news or advice today oh i have some big news for all the gamers out there uh nvidia starting the 17th of september will be releasing their new cards and on the 17th you can expect to see the rtx 3080 and that's going to retail for about 649 pounds. And then September the 24th, we can expect to see the RTX 3090. And that's going to be 1,399 pounds. And then to be announced in October, you'll see the 3070, the RTX 3070. And these are not just any graphics cards, people. I'm talking about 10,496 CUDA cores on the 3090. And you'll see 8,704 on the 3080, 5,888 on the 3070. So even if you're an entry-level gamer, expect to see some high performance right there. Yeah, um, these are game changers apparently, or hell, uh, or at least Nvidia is saying they are going to be game changers. Um, again, we are yet to see any real comparison. It's all down to what Nvidia says. So let's hope they're not lying. I don't think they are, um, but you just don't know until the product comes out. Now, people are asking. I can see in chat talking about availability and so forth. The pricing you quoted for. Um, is obviously for the NVIDIA version of the card, mm -hmm. so not like the Gigabytes revision or whatever. Right. Um, I'm not sure if they're calling them the Founders Edition. They used to um, a few years ago. 
Um, but obviously, Gigabyte will have their own, and Asyl have their own, mm-hmm. Zotec, Par- not Paracool, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to offend um, uh, uh, NVIDIA there because they're AMD only. Um, but uh, basically, their pricing might be a lot more for that. Availability yeah. as well. I've spoken to a couple of distributors today about it, and by the looks of it, they probably won't be getting them in for launch. Um, so that means people are going to be going possibly to e-tailers and stuff like that. But I've checked on the likes of um, Overclockers um, and a few other places. And the way they're doing it is on the release date, they're saying you can pre-order the product. It doesn't say you can purchase it. It's pre-order mm. on that date. So if they actually have any in stock on that date, is a complete different question. So you could be waiting another two weeks or a month before they're even in this country. And again, UK, unfortunately, is usually behind with the amount of stock availability compared to the likes of the US and so forth. And obviously, with everything happening at the moment, there may be more delays because of everything going off, but who knows? Um, So availability, who knows? But cooling's another thing to mention about these. So some of these cards are going to be cooling slightly different. So you've got the fans on them. Instead of a traditional fan on a high-end cooler, it usually exhausts it out back. A lot of the new graphics cards are going to have holes in them or cutouts. So that blows the hot air through the graphics card in a way, so to the top part of the case. And that could potentially cause issues with your processor or your cooling on your processor because you're shifting a lot of hot air into the top of the case which then could cause other issues. So you may find water cooling may become more popular um, because obviously it won't be as effective as much as a big massive heat sink where the air is getting pushed into. So I don't know if anyone else has got any views on, on those before we go on to the main topic. Honestly, I have no idea what you just said. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I I know you're what's some game changing about them? I don't do gaming machines. I, I So what's the game changing about them? Basically, is the performance increase. Okay, yes, they're quite expensive, but in compared to the last generation, they're roughly around the same sort of mm. price. But the last generation were expensive compared to normal. But the performance increase, normally every generation would probably see a 20, 30, 40% increase. But supposedly these are for the same sort of price, you're going to be getting a two, two and a half times performance increase. So that means obviously more frames per second or better quality in your game. Um, And it's going to be two and a half times better. So that's the theory or at least what they're trying to tell us. If it's actually true, is going to be another thing. On the 3090, just to give you a a little um, perspective of it, your VRAM on that will be 24 gigabytes of GDDR6X. That's decent right there. Um, I would love to receive that from Santa, hint, hint. <laughs> um, the 3080 will have 10 gigabytes of the, the GDDR6X. And the 3070 will have 8 gigabytes of gddr 6, not the 6X, but 6. So the difference between the 6 and the 6X is basically a little bit faster. So, but still 24 yeah. gig, um, 10 gig, and 8 gigs is a pretty big graphics card, whichever way you look at it. Did you get all that, Ben? Yep. yep. Yeah. You might explain it to me after the show. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, the, the, the new cards are obviously very much in anticipation because the one thing I've seen this week on the likes of. Facebook Marketplace and uh, eBay and whatnot is 
the amount of the 20 series cards that are going up for sale on there are the 10 series, 1070s, 1080s, 20 series cards. People are just flogging them early before the new cards get released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people selling them on the likes of eBay. I think just within an hour of um, NVIDIA's uh, press conference saying the performance increase and all this, there must have been about, I don't know, a good thousand um, last generation cards suddenly gone up for sale within a space of an hour because everyone's thinking, right, we'll sell these quick, get a few quid for it so we can afford the new ones. But uh, uh, I have a feeling they're going to struggle selling a lot of them, especially if the performance is going to be as it says. Uh, obviously, if anyone listening, any vendors, does want to send us a 3090 car for testing, feel free. You know where we are. Okay. Right, I think we should go on to our main topic today, um, and that is is how lockdown has changed us. So obviously, with everything going off with COVID nineteen and stuff, it's getting to be a bit of a one of them words what we don't want to talk about, like Brexit and stuff like that. Which again, that's coming up soon as well. Um, is a lot of things have changed. Obviously, if you had retail stores, you've been locked in or locked out, should I say. You've not been able to open them. Uh, as well as if you're doing call-outs, you've probably not been able to visit people and stuff like that. And today we're going to basically talk about how business has changed for us. So first of all, I'm going to go to, I think Ben wanted to talk about it. So we'll start with Ben, if he's got any questions about it, or if he's got any advice, or tell us exactly how things have changed for him, and then we'll go through uh, each person one at a time. Um, I think I would say the biggest sort of thing I've noticed in terms of change, um, I'm not getting so many repairs in now. I, I don't get tons and tons of repairs, but I've had very few repairs come in other than one today, a couple of them in the last couple of weeks. It's maybe just starting to sort of pick up a bit more now. Um, as regards to call-outs, I stopped doing call-outs for sorry, April to July. did a couple in August and I was just sort of starting to pick them up. Obviously, I happened to do social distancing when I visit, uh, wearing a face mask, that sort of thing. It's... Yeah, it's certainly changed in that respect. Um, sales, on the other hand, I have to say, have just pretty much gone through the roof. Um, all the folk running computers for working from home, the companies, all that sort of thing. It's uh, it's really kept me on my feet. But, I mean, in terms of the actual sort of workload, it's it's become a lot more sporadic. It's, whereas before, I was getting a sort of fairly steady flow week by week, and I find I'm getting maybe two, three, even four weeks worth of trade in one week, and then I'll get two or three quiet weeks where I'm not doing much at all sort of thing. So it's, um, I suppose for a quality of life, it's not bad, but um, I'd like it to be a bit sort of calmer and back to normal if, if that'll ever happen or when that happens. So, a bit more consistent. Yeah. We all like consistency, but it's something I've found in this trade doesn't happen very often, does it? No, no, for sure. I, I, I think the other thing that I'm sort of thinking about we're fast approaching the festive season, um, trying to get sort of stock in for that. Um, there's a few supply problems, but it's not the end of the world. There's still stock coming through. Uh, not in any trouble, just if anyone's listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely things have changed slightly there, but not terribly so. Not terribly so. What about yourself, Cormac? What's changed for you? Or has anything changed? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it was like it was to be to be honest. So far, on the short short business side of pure business side of things, it's it's the virus that keeps giving in the sense that 
we're very lucky the trade we're in. As in, I'm looking at some of my friends, their jobs are going, all right? You know, mm -hmm. um, that's going to happen. Uh, um, for, for me, I, I, I can see, I don't know how in certain, certain bits of the whole economy is going to bounce back and this and that. Um, I started this business around three years ago, so full-time. So we were, I was getting busier and busier and busier anyway, you know? But when this happened... It just skyrocketed through the roof for us back here. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. In the sense that I didn't have the money to start to, to, to open a shop a couple of years ago. And then I made a decision not to open the shop. And the reason I made a decision not to open the shop is that in my area, three phone shops came in. I don't do phones. Three phone shops came in and... Two of them are from China, okay, which are doing things really cheap. They're, they're doing good jobs. They're, they're, you know, the phone's going fabulous. Thing. But I saw that I was looking and I saw to myself, there could be a third shop here coming out, which will do laptops, okay? And we'll do them cheap and because they can get the parts cheap. So I said to myself, I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want that market. I, they, they can have the cheap customers. So at that stage, then I said, right, I'll concentrate on business as well. And I got a tech working with me, and um, I, um, we we were allowed because I didn't have a shop. We were allowed over here. We were deemed essential. So while everyone else was locked down, I was allowed to drive. I didn't have the choice. I chose not to do it myself. Um, about staying at home, my businesses customers were still trying to run or trying to do something. So my tech didn't go out. I went out. Uh, we went on site. Now, also, I've started trying to, in the last couple of years, market myself as more of a consultant rather than just coming in to break, fix, do that. I also do social media. So I saw this as an opportunity. They, a lot of the businesses I was, were in wanted to get online straight away and um, do online Facebook, online websites, all that. So snowed under ridiculously a change of business practices actually helped me uh, in the sense that I didn't want people calling to my house anyway um, so we I met them in where close enough to where they could meet there was a you know in a car park or something everyone could go a couple of miles around there so I was just picking up those dropping them to my tech my tech was doing all the home computers and we were doing that so in the sense that for me uh and when I look around at my friends and their jobs and all that, this has been an amazing time for technology in the sense that people all had to come home, had to get Zoom set up and all that. And without sounding like a Tony Robbins sort of speech there of motivating everyone, it was, a, it is a fabulous time to be in tech if we can handle it properly, if we can do it. And for me, that was to consult, to do more instead, instead, of, instead of break fix or instead of thin or and services, whatever you want, is was consulting with these businesses to get back up on their feet. But the point, point is, I was charging by the hour, I was charging to have a meeting with me. You had to pay me new customers for a meeting to consult about stuff. I wasn't coming in, I wasn't giving my information away for free. Now, don't get me wrong on this particular one. I also made a very important decision at the start of this, that prices were not going up. I was not going to be, because there was a lot of people looking for things. And I said, we are coming out of this smelling of roses. It's not right. 
to take, be taken advantage of people. We will make more money in the long term by getting a better reputation. I took on a, a, a new person um, for a few hours a week. She does the accounts and all that. And I've just thrown every bit of money I'm making back into my business. And that's... that's so, yeah, I did. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious now and finish up there. But I did find for myself personally, it was a bit strange dealing with people as in there was a lot of fear in society. And a couple of people who, who came to meet me, they, they, they would kind of, you know, even in the car park at the time, were saying, you know, oh, oh um, we're doing social distancing. And in my head, was, I was like, hang on a second, I don't generally hug customers when I meet them anyway, you know. And I did feel a bit of why are you getting in touch with me when you, you know, when, when there was a fair factor. And it was, it, it was interesting driving around on roads when there was practically no one else there. But yeah, it's a good time to be in tech for that, you know. And that's the simple fact of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. What, what have you found, Jen? Well, how things have changed for you? Obviously, Jen's answer is going to be very similar to mine because obviously we work together. But uh, um, how have you found things have changed? Well, some parts of it are actually good. Um, one of the, the things uh, that we have changed is the, the fact that we don't allow people to touch things in the shop. And simply because I don't have the time to put down what I'm working on and go around and wipe down everything, you see. And you get serious customers only now saying, can I have a look at this? Whereas when you didn't have those little signs up that says, do not touch, ask for assistance, they'd go over there, plunk about with it, and walk on. But the, it's, it's really good, though, that we've got that do not touch policy. And also, people are not prone to breaking things as much. So uh, I like that as well. Um, yeah, it, it sometimes uh, people might see it as off-putting as, and all that, but I think for the most part, due to the COVID, they're thinking, well, they're just trying to protect us from germs. And we've got hand sanitizer in the shop. I'm going around at least twice, three times a day, wiping down the door facing and handles. And I offer um, at the cash point a hand sanitizer bottle there. You know, um, when you come up to pay, it's as contactless as possible. I have a little tray and I ask you to put your money in that tray. I'll slide it out from behind the shield that I stand behind and you put your money in there. And then I take it and I dump it into another plastic tray and sanitize the money before it goes into the till with 99.9 .9 ISO. And um, so it's as, as germ-free as I can get it. I mean, it's, you're going to have germs around. There's, there's no getting around that. But I'm doing my part, you know, to at least protect us as much as I can and myself. Um, I'm wearing gloves. If I have to go around and show you a computer or something like that or show you how to do something, I mask up, glove up. Uh, that way, you know, if if I'm breaking the social distance, I'm not spreading the spray of uh, 
sneeze, cough, talk, etc. Uh, also, um, we had to get fitted in our shop, like I said, for the panels at the, the desk that I stand behind. And I had, that was something I'd wanted to do anyway. So it, it has its, its good points and, and its bad points. But yeah, we're, we're managing to, to get along with it. There we go. Sorry, my mic was playing up then. So, but yeah, so it's it is a strange one the way we've been um, having to work. Obviously, when we were closed, it was as if we were have had to do three or maybe four times work than normal because obviously we have a store and we do the call out service. Jen normally runs a store. I help her out when I'm not on a call out and then I'm doing call outs and she'll help out doing any repairs I have to bring back and vice versa. And we both tend to do remote support if needed. Um, but we found that the job was taking a lot longer because someone couldn't bring it to us. We were having to go to them. So that meant you had to drive maybe up to half an hour to the customer then collect the item at the doorstop, clean it, and all this, that, and the other, no contact, then bring it all the way back to the store again, uh, and then repair the job, and then contact the customer, take it back, and then depends on what needed doing to the machine, you then have to do uh, remote support to tell them how to plug things in or stuff like that, because well, especially elderly customers, they sometimes struggle figuring out where all the cables go and stuff like that and even though you'll tell them the best is your ability it's very difficult trying to tell someone how to plug in cables over the phone um so and we still offer that for those yeah. that are isolating that we're hasn't stopped um but we have found um obviously more people are allowing us to come to houses and stuff now so it's making it a little bit better um but it did make things a lot more difficult we didn't put prices up or anything a bit like Cormac mm -hmm. said we basically uh, we've basically, well, covered the costs ourselves. So we've carried on charging the same, not put the prices up. We have slightly prioritized our current customers over new customers or anyone that we feel may be more vulnerable because obviously we need to support the people who have been using us for years. But that doesn't mean that we'd leave everyone for dry who is uh, yeah. obviously uh, uh, having issues and so forth. So just to comment on a few things what a few people have said in the chat um let's start off with we've got a miss allison cook um, she, she says good for you call mark the ability to diversify has really paid off for you hello allison we got love allison <laughs> yeah and um if any of you don't know who allison cook is um she uh, basically runs or owns, I'm not sure the best way of putting this, a data recovery uh, company, and she will actually be on the show in roughly two weeks' time. Uh, she is the on... director of it. Oh, there you go. That's the correct uh, thing. So she's the director. Okay. So she'll actually be on the show in two weeks' time with Jens and the having, uh, have you got a name for the show in two it weeks? It is Women in Tech, the no. ups and downs of being a woman in IT. And I suggest, even though it's mainly going to be women on the show, I suggest you guys listen because there will be some actually good points to, for men and maybe some bad points for men as well. Who knows? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be talking about yet, but uh, uh, it'd be a good, to, a good thing for you to listen and find out the perspective from the other sex. Even though we like to think everything is equal and everything's the same, it's not always 
uh, but having a woman in your industry, if you haven't, can be an advantage as well. Um, but hopefully they'll uh, cover all that in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Shea Smith. Um, let's have a look. Uh, I provide a free premium antivirus uh, to some of my worstly affected customers to help uh, reduce their uh, immediate costs. So that's, that's a good thing. So while people were in the lockdown, basically, um, they were providing security. Um, so I'm, when they say a free premium antivirus, I presume they mean something, I don't know, Norton, Bulgar, something paid for, paid for. free, or maybe a trial of it or something like that. So they obviously uh, they're covered while there's um, situations going off. And I have, must admit, seen a lot of scandal going off um, since yeah. lockdown's been uh, going on as well, which we might get to in a few minutes. Um, uh, a large part of this was due to all the COVID scams, or they were going said it already, mm. um, attempt uh, out there. Um, so I didn't want any of my clients basically having security issues and so forth. So, yeah, that is a, a brilliant point there. Uh, let's have a look. Um Sheila Smith is asking, were the Perspect panels provided by grants or did everyone have to buy their own? Well, I think we're the only ones who've got retail stores who have had to do the uh, do them losing the live chat. Um, but we actually, we didn't actually purchase them. It was actually, actually ours, we fell lucky, didn't we? It was what amazing. happened um, yeah. was, was um, we had someone, one of the shopkeepers on the same street who had gone out and purchased them. And um, he decided that it was not going to be what he needed. And he decided to go out and just spit glass across, you know. And I said, well, these these would be great for my store. Um, you know, can I have them? And we landed on our feet with that. Yeah, I had to cut them to size to fit and everything, but we were actually pretty lucky. But there are a few places out there providing them. And in all real reality, it's just a thin piece of perspex uh, um, with a piece of cardboard around the edge, in all honesty, just what says COVID all over it. But you could get away with any type of screen. Um, so um, I have a good question there uh, from Ben and, 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 and you. Were you allowed to operate through it over in, like, Ben, you, you work from home office and stuff? Were you allowed up and I don't know what their different laws in Scotland that generally don't. Were you allowed to operate through it or did you have to shut shut? Um, well, um, I mean, I'm obviously I live in Lincoln, oh. um, so yeah, I'm in England. So um, Lincoln's not Scotland. No. No, I know. I'm only talking about. No, 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 no. Um, I was able to sort of fairly operate as normal. Um, I mean, in terms of the sort of sales side of things, I was sort of delivering and just basically taking cashless payment, bank transfer, that sort of thing. Uh, I would basically leave the computer outside someone's door, knock on the door, stand back, wait until they open the door and go to the computer and then leave sort of thing. Um, I, before lockdown, I would have customers running to the premises um, and they were coming to the office, but obviously I'd not be able to do that because my office is right at the back of my property. Um, I've kind of met them in the balcony outside, um, and it's got to the situation now, I let them into my kitchen, which is the first room in, in the property, and no further. And I sanitise before they come, I sanitise after they've been, I sanitise all the machines, I wear a face mask. So 
it's trying to sort of do things as close to normal as I can whilst still mitigating against any risks. When Phil sell customers, he comes out to them. Uh, they always offer him a tea. It's a British thing to offer a cup of tea. Uh, it just welcome him. And they say, oh, we'll have you a cup of tea waiting, blah, blah. Well, I, I tell him on the phone when I book a man now in advance so he doesn't have an awkward situation that he doesn't take tea right now. And they're very understanding you know, with all that's going off. And I said, uh, pardon him. He's not trying to be rude or anything, but I, I just would prefer it if he didn't have a tea with you until everything settles down. And, and <laughs> uh, but they're very understanding. Uh, the businesses, well, he's got one of the businesses that said, uh, we'll order him one. Okay. Uh, I thought that was really sweet. So yeah, it's it's a little bit different that he can't have tea and biscuits with the customers. Yeah, you have to watch out, unfortunately, for some of the little old ladies because they can take offence if you refuse a cup of tea and biscuits. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't need any more biscuits anyway, as it is, but uh, they do like to uh, offer them to you. And they, if you don't drink them and eat them, they'll stop moaning. So we always let them know in advance, just in case. It's just one of those extra things. And wearing gloves at the moment, mask as well, look a bit like a Smurf with a mask. Um, so it's quite interesting. You look like a surgeon. <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah. So regarding, okay, things have changed. Obviously, we've not been able to operate properly and so forth. But um, have now we're, I'll say, back to normal, getting more back to normal um, than we were. What have you find? Uh, a different in the sales i think i'll start off with this one myself but the thing what i've noticed more so in sales wise we're selling a lot of laptops um specifically we're slightly different than most people we're finding that the laptops um we custom build them uh, if you are in the tech channel um you can get custom built uh, laptops or parts from a company called fortune tech they're basically pc specialists if you've heard of them but it's their distribution side um, so if you're interested in looking into that, I'll put some notes in the description afterwards. Um, but we sell a lot of their laptops. So we build them up. So we order the base of the chassis in, which come with the motherboard, and we choose which processor. And then we put whatever memory we want in. We put them what solid state we want in and stuff like that. And you can, obviously, depending on the laptop, choose if you want a standard keyboard or an RGB keyboard and all these different things. But we're finding we're selling absolutely loads of those. But our refurbished stuff, okay, we want to sell one or two little bits, but we're finding yeah. refurbished stuff at the moment's not selling as well, uh, especially as well as normal, to be honest, which at this time of year it usually is with the back-to-school stuff going on and everything like that, which I think everything's a bit upside down because a lot of them don't know exactly what's going off with universities and all this that and the other over the last few weeks because, well... The English government cocked that one up. Uh, nothing new with the English government cocking stuff up. But um, <laughs> uh, I'll let um, Cormac comment on that about the Irish uh, government. I stay, stay away from that topic, really. That's for the Irish man to stay away from the topic of the English government. And, and the American as well. So I'm going to stay off of that I one. Stay away from the topic of the American government as well. Now, to be honest. 
Yeah, we we do try and stay away from politics where we yeah. can, but uh, sometimes they do make it difficult. And that was another thing in lockdown is a lot of people didn't know if they were allowed to actually um, do repairs and go to people's houses or be open because it was a bit confusing because on one documentation I've read, it's IT infrastructure was allowed to work in their class as a key service. What do you actually class as the IT infrastructure? Is that phone? Um, do you class an IT repair person as that? Even ask the MP, if you're in tech with tech groups, you might even uh, see the video or whatever, where they sent a letter off to Parliament. Bear in mind, we never got a response from Parliament, but still. Um, so they just didn't know. I don't think the government knew what we were classed as. It's like retail stores got closed, but if you're into uh, technology infrastructure, you're allowed to open. If you're a key service, you're allowed to open, but you're not allowed to visit. It's just no one knew exactly where to go and trying to, I don't know, trying, it's a bit like a Indiana Jones movie where you're trying to have to dis, um, figure out all the, from all the clues or whatever, what the outcome <laughs> is. And um, unfortunately, nothing ever comes of it. <laughs> When we, we 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 were here because I'm a, because I'm in the tourist town, um, we had a permanent roadblock. Um, they, I was stopped. I say driving around with uh, around 50, 60 times by the police. They got to know me in the end, you know. But mm. I just printed off a letter uh, that which they needed from the owner of the company, which was I, and I put it on the clipboard, which made it even more official looking. But the thing about it, we took we took advantage of that because we were deemed essential in the sense that they said if you were working for accountants, you could do that. We have accountants, you have this and that. And you know, the way we were looking at it, the guards, I know them all from the police, I know them all from this area. They didn't seem to have a problem with what we were doing. We uh, we had to look after some of their computers because their kids were homeschooling as well. So, um, you know, that was it. I do have one question to ask you there. All of you, because you're selling, you're selling new new laptops. I just got into selling refurbished ones, and I, I found it easier because the price of new laptops have gone up so much. You know the way the big companies put them all up. I thought there was a market there more for the refurbished ones. So I'm finding that interesting that you're selling new ones. Yeah. I'm I'm beginning to wonder if it's due to the COVID that they see a reconditioned laptop as being something someone else owned before they don't know where it came from and of course phil and i clean them spotless before they go out but maybe it's got that little in the back of their mind that this could have germs on it and the the brand new ones are the, their first time leaving the shop something like that i, I don't know I, I i wonder as well if it's to do with what you're known for. I mean, I don't know what your ratio is of new to sort of used machines, refurbished machines that you sell. I mean, I think I've sold maybe three or four brand new machines since lockdown and everything else has been refurbished laptops. Desktops have kind of dropped off a cliff, but they were never that strong anyway. Mm -hmm. um, refurbished laptops are just sort of flying out the door when I, when I can get them sort of thing. Now, um, I, I sold a couple this week um, of refurbished ones. But um, these are people that normally don't want to spend anything big, you know, that you've got certain customers that don't want to go over maybe 250 pounds, mm. if that much. 
and then you got those that would just rather replace it with new, you know. Just to go on with this, sorry, just to go on with what some of the comments are saying regarding this is there seems to be a lot of people who have got a lot of excess money at the moment because they've been on furlough, they've been at home, they've not been spending on holidays and mm. stuff like that. I'm not sure exactly how it is in Ireland at the moment, but obviously a lot of people have got a bit more money to spend because they've not been spending money. Um, so they're tending to go for more bigger machines and so forth. And we've also found with obviously pre-built laptops like HP, Dells and stuff. Yeah, I think I have seen the prices go up of those, but we're still actually building the custom built laptops for the same price. Um, we're still getting the parts for the same price as we were before lockdown or give or take a few quid here and there, but um, roughly the same sort of price. So our pricing hasn't actually changed in um, six or nine months, however long this has been going on for now. Um, so, but a lot of people are saying in the chat, it's um, uh, a few, uh, obviously down to what people, what sort of money pe uh, people have got and so forth. And we've got uh, a few people commenting on accents as well. Um, we've got someone saying, who's that Scottish fella? And that's from David. Um, and we've got a few other comments in there as well uh, regarding accents I've seen on all the different channels. But uh, obviously things have changed. Um, we're not getting as many repairs. We're getting more sales, new stuff and so forth. Has anyone gone down the route of trying to recover or tried anything new to try and get those customers back that you may have lost or just don't want to seem to spend at the moment? Well, Mark, yeah, um, see, even when I'm busy, even when I'm busy, I'll still advertise. I'm constantly advertising. You know, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a crazy amount of money I'm spending on advertising because it's mostly all over Facebook, you know. But I, I, you know, I'll budget, I'll budget 100, 150 quid a month on Facebook, you know, in a small area. So have I got to try anything? I haven't lost customers at the moment too, but there is businesses that um that yeah there 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 was I I I was kind of managed service contracts with a few pubs which haven't opened up, um which is quite interesting because I went I went into the managed service then then with a few businesses I know I'm kind of. Everyone was trying to sell that so much. I'm actually don't know if I'm loving that model. The money's regular money's good, but I'm thinking that when you do go on holidays, you have to have cover. So I'm kind of going away from that. So believe it or not, maybe my change of business is going to be a bit away from that. Um, but no, I just think I just think, especially because flu season is coming along. Whether there's going to be a second wave or not, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I've no opinion on that. But there is going to be frightened people around there. And I generally do think that keeping on advertising, keeping on advertising is going to get the, and, and definitely evolving, definitely evolving is, is going and talking to the, the business owners and, and saying, what do you need? Or even from the people working home, what do you need? Because at the end of the day, we are the tech experts. They don't, yeah. they don't know uh, even stuff, you know, and anything about social media. They don't know anything about tech-related things. They're having issues. Uh, they don't even know if we'll say things like bad reception on their internet, like that they can get power plugs that can bring, bring their internet through the electricity. So definitely marketing yourself as 
yeah, you can have it. You can we can consult with you for an hour and charge for that fee. That's an added an added stream of revenue for our people. You know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, also, don't be afraid to do your Christmas advertising. It's getting to that merry season, as you're pointing out, Ben. And uh, I'm going to start our Christmas adverts next week. Okay. As a matter of fact, a week uh, Friday, uh, a, a week tomorrow, we will have our Christmas adverts going out. And that will be on Facebook and to share on Twitter, etc. You wouldn't believe what we can do with Facebook sometimes. I mean, it just takes reminding people with Facebook. They scroll down every day to see the latest gossip and whatever, and your advert pops up and reminds them that they've got to get little Jimmy something for Christmas. Oh, look, a refurbished laptop. Chips has that. I'll go see them next week and see if we can talk about that while they're in the store. They may even talk about getting the older boy a gaming machine. And it all kicks off by you advertising that small thing. Once you get them in the store, the, the world is your oyster. I, I think the other thing we were on the subject of advertising, uh, I use the Facebook marketplace for sales quite a lot. Um, and the thing is, when something sells, when an advert sells, a laptop sells, I don't bother removing the advert. I just, when someone asks about that particular machine, I'm like, well, it's sold, but I've got this, this, and this. And it's a great chance to upsell as well. And then they, say, they sort of say, well, you want an SSD drive with that machine as well. And instead of the i5, why don't you look at the i7? Um, I, I think probably one of the biggest problems I've seen since the start of lockdown um, is both in some cases, the cost and the availability of parts for machines. Um, and we're even talking sort of mainstream brands like Dell. I was getting parts like screen bezels, no bother at all in the UK before, and now having to order them from likes of Lithuania with a sort of two, three week wait, uh, coming in more expensive. So, yeah, that's been a little bit tricky, not horrendously so, but it's, uh, it's definitely something else that sort of kicked in. Yeah, that's that's in, quite interesting. Just go back to chat. We've got a few people asking questions. One's for you, Cormac, first. Uh, is Do you get a good return on your investment from Facebook? Um, because she is saying, uh, um, I'm getting, she's saying, I've never gotten, uh, I'm trying to understand what she's exactly said, but I'm guessing she's saying she's um, not done too well, basically. Yeah, I get a I get a very good return, very good. But you, have, it's like all advertising. You have to understand that um, it's not going to be immediate, you know. Um, it's also how you play Facebook. You, you know, you have to play it clever. Um, but yeah, you can get you can get very good re returns. Um, what's the the person's name, that fellow? Uh, uh, I think it's Shia. Yeah. Shia, uh, if you're a bit bored, follow my Cross Haven Computers page on, on, on Facebook. Or even if you want to message me, um, and I'll give you uh, a couple of uh, tips. Facebook works very, very well for me. Um, for, for a cheap amount compared to, we'd say, Google AdWords, you know. But feel free to get in touch and uh, we can send you a couple of uh, uh, a bit of information or a couple links or something and thanks very much for uh, the question 
Yeah, it was pretty good. Again, sorry if I'm murdering anyone's name. I'm absolutely rubbish at pronouncing names. So uh, don't be offended if I uh, do say your name wrong. And sorry if I don't can't always see exactly what you're saying because I've got around about I've got three monitors going with about 20 different screens open because of all the different places we're doing. And it doesn't always show everyone's name properly or exactly what they've said. So I have to click through between them. Uh, another thing what's been mentioned... Um, is from David. He says he's advertising uh, in around about 15 to 20 local Facebook groups every day. I presume he means he's just putting like a post up in there. I'm not sure if he's actually paying. Um, and he gets around 30 Facebook pages likes per day. Um, and also he wants to know if we can get a translator in for that Irish bloke. <laughs> uh, the answer to that is David yes if you're wishing to donate we can actually get a uh, translator in for you well look we can have a call <laughs> there afterwards who's a sexier accent me or the Scottish man me or Ben there a year out of it there you two we're, uh, we're having a Gaelic pin off there and uh, vote for me and I'll give you free stuff but you know that's it that's it that Ben baby <laughs> it's a blessing having you here tonight, Cormac, because for once I'm not the outsider when it comes to accents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, an accent can be terrible. Um, <laughs> I have people come in my store all the time, and I'll be telling them something that's critical that they know this. And all they're doing is listening to my accent. Where are you from? They haven't heard a word I've said. And Oh, my patience just just breaks. <laughs> oh, I hate it sometimes being different. It's a good selling point though, being different, and we'll probably do a show about that one of the days. Is being the same as everyone else makes you not stand out, and if you blend in with everyone, well, hey, what? Why should people go to you? Uh, people remember you as the American woman who sold them the computer. Probably don't remember your name. They don't remember, probably remember anything else about you or even the shop's name. But they'll remember there's an American woman what sold me a computer. And I'm betting ben, ben gets that about Scottish accent. And, well, Cormac's in Ireland anyway, so everyone talks the same as him anyway. So it probably won't make much difference. For him. <laughs> um, but going back to the chat, um, a few people are saying um, stuff like uh, a lot of seniors are wanting like flights in PCs at the moment. So obviously... Flight Simulator has been a popular game over the years, or should I say more of a simulation than a game, um, even though some people do play it more as a game and like to fly into different things rather than flying around as they should. Um, but obviously it's probably a good thing to aim your advertising at that. So basically say something along the lines of um, looking to play the latest flight sim, get your gaming PC made here specifically to work with flight sim and then have like a, a recommended spec version and a high spec version or whatever. And the same with any other games coming out. I think you've got that cyberpunk one coming out or whatever it is in the, uh, I'm not sure when that one's, I think it got put back last time I looked, but uh, again, you've got new games coming out and if there's a new Star Wars game coming out next year or whatever, Call of Duty and so forth, aim your advertising at those because obviously people, sometimes prefer the games than the computers, but they might not have computers what can run the games. So if they see the two together, they might go, oh, hey, yeah, that'll do what I want. And uh, will mummy or daddy please buy me a new gaming PC? And in a lot of cases, it's not mummy and daddy. The people are actually in the 30s and 40s that we're finding nowadays and older who are wanting gaming PCs. 
I think the ones what were kids and used to play on the Playstations and Nintendos and Segas and everything else a good few years ago are now grown adults and they've got some disposable income and they're even when they've had kids they've left home so they haven't got much else to spend the money on so they're spending quite a bit of money on computers some of them say it's for the kids but I have a feeling it's more for them so uh, that's another thing uh, also another one for you as well Cormac um, I'm not sure what this has got tech related but David Withers wants to know what colour socks are you wearing <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair play to Dave. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, Dave, I'm actually not wearing my socks tonight. Yeah, I got a, I, he hit the nail on head. I do wear colourful socks, actually. Um, yeah, I do, actually, and it's very good in meetings, actually, when you're sitting down with all the people in suits and you look down at uh, your multicoloured socks and you kind of look and you kind of go, I love working for myself, man. You know. <laughs> was that gentleman's name who asked that question again? Uh, that was uh, David Withers. <laughs> You're legend, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably thinking about the green and the Irish and everything like that. But no, 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 no. We do. I do multicolored socks as well. So I don't know where it's all going. <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, just interrupt for a second. If, if we're on the, the question of what socks we're wearing, in true Scottish tradition, I've got sort of. Tartany sort of songs. Oh, there we go. Your <laughs> <laughs> brave heart starts off. Well, there you go. That's where you get your name from, isn't it? The King of Ireland. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. Does anyone else have any questions left in chat before we wrap this up? Um, if anyone else, and obviously on here, has got anything else I would like to add in about the uh, what we've been talking about today before we round it up, because it's coming up to the hour. It's passed pretty quick, actually. It has. Yeah. Have you got anything else to add in, Ben or Cormac? I'm all good. You're all good. <laughs> you, you, you talked out. Um, so mm. let me just have a quick check through the chat again, make sure I've not missed anything. If I have missed anything, I am sorry, guys. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. We've got quite a few people watching today, even though the numbers are showing me different things on different screens, but who knows? I'll add it all up at the end of the day. Um, but otherwise... Uh, I would like to thank Ben, Cormac and Jennifer for joining today. If you are an independent trader, store owner, MSP, tech, vendor or distributor, you can find out more information about Tech for Techs at techfortechs.co.uk forward slash join. Join over 900 members just like you uh, that can give you free business or tech advice. And did I say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or cost to you? So I'd like to say again, thank you for watching and thank you for supporting independent businesses. Next week, we do have another interview with AeroCool. So if you're interested in joining us, please do. It'll be 8 p.m. That's next Thursday. And to my knowledge, there will be more prizes uh, in the show as well. So if I'm right, there's going to be some callers. I'm not sure exactly what yet, um, but that'll be next Thursday at 8 o'clock. Thanks again for watching, everyone. Thank you, everyone.